You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. It's time for the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Prospect Bank. Serve Pro of Champaign Urbana and the University of Illinois Army ROTC. Tonight's game can also be heard live on our website, whms.com, or through the News Gazette app. And now, let's go to the field for tonight's game. Greetings from Rantoul Township High School in Rantoul, Illinois. The News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 are live. It's our Week 8 Game of the Week, pitting the host Rantoul Eagles against the visiting Spartans of St. Joseph Ogden. Joey Wright and Colin Likas in with you, ready for what should be a good one on a cool, crisp, and damp Friday night, raining off and on here as we wrap up the pregame festivities. Colin, Rantoul on paper, probably not favored in this one, 0-7. St. Joseph needing a win tonight at 4-3 to become playoff eligible, but it's a great chance for Rantoul to play spoiler on the field before the game. They look confident, and uh, the, the Spartans, 4-3, and three, a, a good team, but certainly a, a team they've had marked on their calendar for some time now. Yeah, the Eagles uh, had their senior night festivities before this game. We got to watch all the football players, band members cheer, uh, color guard, all types of folks be honored along the track here at Bill Walsh Field. So they're probably a little more fired up even than they might normally be. It's your last home game of the season. Uh, you know you're not going to the playoffs if you're in tool, and you know this is your last home game, especially as seniors. So why not go out there and give it all you got and see what turns out. Uh, you know, we talked with SJO coach Sean Skinner earlier in the week. He told us, uh, you know, Rantoul tends to bring their their A game against St. Joe, and the scores in the last few years have reflected that, so I'm really curious, especially considering the weather seems to be turning for the worse here over the last little while to see how this plays out tonight. The weather looks like it's going to favor the ground game. It's cool. It's rainy. You mentioned the close games these teams have played last few years from 2017 through 2019. Every game these two teams played was decided by just two scores. St. Joe won all three. You take a year off for the COVID-19 pandemic, everything gets a little crazy. But last year when they played again, St. Joe the upper hand. But it was closer than certainly the Spartans would have liked. And Rantoul, they, uh, they remember those games. You know, it's uh, not something you forget about. And the Eagles going to be motivated tonight. As we set the scene, we mentioned it is cool, it is cloudy, it is raining. Well, we can't really tell you for certainty that it's cloudy. <laughs> I think it's the, cloudy. The sky's dark, <laughs> but it's raining, so we'll make that assumption. And a pretty good crowd has begun to file into Bill Walsh Field in Rantoul. Um, how about that? The PA announcer gives us a oh, that was appreciate nice. that. Uh, those who aren't listening on Light Rock 97.5 have made their way into Bill Walsh Field, and the folks we see below us, pretty good crowd. They're wearing hoodies. They've 
got umbrellas, uh, winter coats coming out, temperatures in the mid-50s right now, but it'll keep dropping. And oh, yeah. This is what you think of when you think mid-October yep. high school football weather. Yeah, I've, uh, I've covered some games during week eight. Uh, one in particular that stands out, I think it was 2018, uh, over in Vermilion County, Bismarck against Salt Fork over in Catlin, and the weather was absolutely horrendous. It poured rain for the entire game. Trying to keep a paper score sheet was basically <laughs> useless. I'm not sure if any of my stats uh, actually showed up at the end of the game. Uh, and, and somehow the game managed to end on a walk-off field goal, of all things, in the pouring rain. So uh, considering how crazy the wind is tonight and the fact that it, it projects to only get rain here, maybe we have some kind of crazy walk-off field goal tonight. Uh, St. Joe's got a kicker who apparently can hit from pretty far out. Uh, Coach Skinner told us that uh, Joe Frasca was uh, about four yards shy of a 48-yarder last week. So uh, especially with the wind at his back here at some point during this game, maybe uh, maybe his foot comes into play. Frasca is a name you'd recognize in area aviation circles, and he can certainly let the ball fly off his foot. We'll see if Joe Frasca, St. Joseph Ogden's kicker, makes an impact tonight. It is windy as we look down on the field below us, a lone piece of paper <laughs> uh, picked up by the wind, and it has blown just in the time we've been talking about Joe Frasca from the 30-yard line uh, almost through the left end zone. So it's, it's gone. windy, and there it goes. It's out the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a safety. Um, it, it pulled the Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Ran out of the back of the end zone. <laughs> Not Orlovsky anymore. No, no, uh, no. We were, uh, we were coming through getting uh, some concessions early on, and as we were leaving, uh, the uh, uh, napkin holders, I think which were being held down by something, just ripped off the table and blew away with a giant gust of wind. So uh, it's going to be one of those kind of nights where, I don't know, especially for St. Joe, a team that has liked to air out the ball tonight, uh, Logan Smith's pass is as good as he's been this season, completing more than 60% of his uh, passes. Some balls might just carry on him just totally randomly because of gusts of wind. Batting down the hatches and cozy up next to the radio wherever you're listening. Glad to have you on board. I'm Joey Wright alongside Colin Lankus, our spotter tonight, Jason Liggett. Back in the studio is Dave Leak. We'll take a quick break, the first of two in our pregame festivities. Seven and a half minutes to kickoff in Rantoul. Don't go anywhere. We'll get you ready for kickoff after this. Butcher, when an electrical fire in your office causes extensive smoke and fire damage, or that musty odor indicates you might have a mold problem, you need a lot more than just help cleaning up. That's why SurfPro of Champaign-Urbana is your one-stop shop when disaster strikes. We offer all the cleanup and construction services to take your home or business from post-disaster to as good as new as soon as possible. So no matter what happens, you only need to make one call. Call SurfPro of Champaign-Urbana at 217-355-0077 to see how we can help you make it like it never even happened. St. Joseph Chamber of Commerce invites you to discover all that St. Joseph businesses have to offer. St. Joe is located just six miles east of Champaign-Urbana and boasts a variety of small businesses, boutiques, restaurants, bars, residential and business services, and much more. Owners of these businesses are your friends, neighbors, and the ones supporting your youth sports teams. When you support local small businesses in St. Joseph and other area communities, you help those communities thrive by keeping dollars in the local economy. Welcome back to Bill Walsh Field, Rantoul Township High School in, as you might guess, Rantoul, Illinois. Joey Wright and Colin Lankus, the entire Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette team, Glad to be in with you tonight. We're in Rantoul, six minutes to kick off. We got one more break. We've got to sneak in, Colin, so we'll make this quick. But looking mm-hmm. at this matchup, 4-3 and three St. Joe traveling to 0-7 Rantoul. On paper, you think the Spartans might have the advantage tonight, and they've played a good 
uh, slate this season, you, you'd figure they do. Who who steps up in this matchup tonight for the Spartans? Who are we looking on? But, but before the break, you mentioned their quarterback, Logan Smith. Yeah, and obviously Logan's going to have to play well because quarterbacks pretty much always have to play well for a team to be able to win. I'm curious to see, though, with how much we've talked about the win potentially impacting play, how uh, the running back Justice Worth steps up. Uh, he's become uh, the starter down the stretch here as uh, Alex Funk has been dealing with an injury, and uh, Justice has played really well, carried the ball a healthy number of times, gotten a good amount of yardage out of it, and I think about six touchdowns on the season. So uh, especially if this win continues whipping, uh, really curious to see how he performs tonight. When we talked with St. Joseph Ogden head coach Sean Skinner earlier this week, Colin, very respectful to Rantoul, knows they've got some talent. Mm -hmm. Hasn't shown up in the win column yet, but they could get that win at any point. And when we look at Rantoul, it's got to be that size up front. But yep. then you look up and down the roster and uh, you see Jace Hoyt, 5'5", mm -hmm. 120 pounds. You had a feature on him in the News Gazette today, and yep. he's the smallest guy on the field, can make an impact as well. Smallest guy on the field, starting running back for these Eagles. Uh, curious to see how he's able to dip and dodge through all those big guys up front and possibly make something happen. Uh, Zeus Brundage, the quarterback, dealt with an injury about midseason, but sounds like he's uh, fully healthy now. So those two guys, I mean, Rantoul's offense has struggled to score points. Let's let's put it bluntly this season. Uh, so those two guys, uh, along with those big guys up front that we just mentioned, Mitrell Bush leading the way, the senior, all three of those guys seniors. Uh, it's going to be important for them to step up uh, if they want to make their last experience here at Bill Walsh Field a positive one. It is senior night for the Rantoul Eagles. Scott Quinlan, the Eagles head coach, Hope he has his team ready to go out with a bang. The Eagles are on the field. No, pardon me, the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans are coming onto the field first. Both white helmets threw me at first, but St. Joe tonight in white tops and maroon pants. They're first on the field with four minutes to kick off. Rantoul staging for its approach here shortly. And as the Eagles get ready to come onto the field, we'll sneak in our last break and come back for kickoff. The Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School football game of the week, pitting St. Joseph Ogden against Rantoul. When we come back, stay with us. If you're looking to make an impact, there's no better place to start your journey than at the University of Illinois Army ROTC program. Whether your goal is to cure deadly diseases, develop technologies, or seek adventure across the globe, Army ROTC can help make your goals a reality. Become a leader and serve your country, all without sacrificing your college experience. Students who enroll in Army ROTC are eligible for merit-based scholarships, tuition waivers, plus a monthly stipend for personal expenses. Visit publish.illinois.edu to learn more about the University of Illinois Army ROTC. At Prospect Bank, we look forward to partnering with you. When you partner with Prospect Bank, you will experience dedicated customer service paired with secure and convenient banking solutions because we are Prospect Bank the Opportunity Bank. Glad you're with us tonight on Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. It's our game of the week, powered by the News Gazette. St. Joseph Ogden and Rantoul ready to go at it at Bill Walsh Field in Rantoul. Joey Wright, Colin Lankus in with you. Our spotter, Jason Liggett, Dave Leak back in the studio. And Colin, we are, but about two minutes from kickoff, Rantoul has won the toss, and the Eagles have elected to receive. We'll get a chance to see Joe Frasca, who we mentioned earlier, kick it deep in just a moment. 
to kick things off. And I believe he's going to be kicking into the wind, though, so yeah. I'm really curious to see how that goes early on. Uh, maybe maybe a spot for a little bit of trickery or something along those lines because uh, this does not seem like a wind you really want to get the ball up high into, especially going into it. And I wouldn't be shocked, yeah, going off that point, maybe the surprise onside kick. Uh, kicking into, don't have the uh, exact mileage on that win, but it is it is heavy, and we healthy. were looking at the it's healthy win, and we were looking at the uh, radar a moment ago, and it's a lot of green surrounding us. Not yeah. expected to be severe, but it's not expected to be easy to play in necessarily either. No, it won't be pleasant. Uh, gripping the football certainly going to be tough. Ball protection will be paramount. I mean, that's something you always talk about with high school kids, certainly, but uh, even more so when it's raining. And uh, early on in games, you want to set the tone. Setting the tone means not fumbling, not forcing an inter not causing an interception. Uh, if you're the defense, you want to do that, of course, but offensively it's the last thing you want to do, and for a Rantoul team that has struggled to score points, it's absolutely the last thing you want to do. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the first stages of this game with the wind just whipping around are going to be extremely important in deciding the tempo, and uh, here comes the team that will receive the first half kickoff. The Eagles making their first appearance on the field. Just 50 seconds left on the scoreboard, but... They looked comfortable in warm-ups. They've just burst through a sign off to our right. And through the hash marks, they storm onto the field through the end zone, leading the charge. Zeus Brundage, the senior quarterback, 6'4", presence, good size. Exactly the kind of physical presence you'd want under center. And his eagles are ready to roll, gathered at the 40-yard line right in front of us. We're on the Rantoul side of the stadium in the press box. Appreciate the hospitality in Rantoul. Eagles doing a nice job hosting us tonight. As we look down below us, plenty of fans clad in hoodies, winter coats, umbrellas, things like that, chilly nights. And we are on the 45-yard line off to the right of midfield. Closest to the uh, St. Joseph Ogden end zone here as we get, well, I guess it'll be the end zone rain tool we'll defend mm -hmm. as we start things off. Yeah, not. Uh, it's very, very comfortable in here. I imagine we are going to be some of the only people here who are feeling comfortable uh, because, yeah, it doesn't look exactly pleasant out there. Uh, just one of those week eight games. That's how it ends up. So, uh, yeah, thanks again to the Eagles for the hospitality and uh yeah, looking forward to uh, seeing this game. I thought we were, as we were driving up, I think I told you maybe I've covered one game here in the past, but I can't recall if I have call if I have covered a game, a uh, football game here at Rantoul High School. Uh, maybe back in 17 or 18 when I was first uh, first on the job, but uh, not recently. So uh, looking forward to a different experience here. Eagles hope to put on a good show for you. The Spartans do as well. Spartans at four and three still need a win here in the last two weeks of the regular season to become playoff eligible. They're hoping to get that tonight. They'll kick off left to right. The Spartans clad in white helmets, white jerseys, maroon pants. Blue stripe down the middle of those pants. And Rantoul, white helmets. And it's a blackout theme. Black tops and black bottoms. Black socks as well. The ball has fallen off the tee. so That's going to happen a lot tonight, I think. I, I would imagine <laughs> so, especially if we see a lot of kickoffs. By the way, the numbers for Rantoul, purple on black with gold outlines as the ball falls off the tee again. So a little tough to see. Jason Liggett will do a great job with that all night long, and he points out Jace Hoyt and Chase Nyrider back deep to return. And they'll return this kick right to left. Now Tyler Birch comes in to hold. The kick for Joe Frasca. Birch the holder, a senior wearing number one. Frasca addresses the ball, right to left, onside kick past the 50. Spartans fall on it at the 45. 
and they have recovered the onside kick to start the game tonight. Five seconds into play. They'll set up shop at the Rantoul 44. First and 10, and that's exactly what Sean Skinner and the Spartans wanted to see tonight. Yeah, not really surprised that that's what happened there. Uh, the conditions just don't call for kicking it straight into the wind to start off. Honestly, you're more likely to see a, a net zero <laughs> with the way the wind is going. Uh, Rantoul seemed a little bit surprised there, kind of just ran around the ball a little bit. Uh, it was all the way on the other side of the field, so he couldn't quite see who did recover it, but nice job by St. Joe to fall on it. Spartans come out in the gun. Two wide receivers left, one to the right, and a handoff first up the middle to Tyler. Birch, the senior running back, goes right up the middle, drops his shoulder, and gains four yards. So it'll be second and six for the Spartans. First play from scrimmage, a successful one. And in on the tackle, Mitrell Bush. We're going to be calling Mitrell Bush's name a lot tonight. Uh, he plays on both sides of the ball and uh, makes a big impact, partially because he's a big boy and uh, partially because he plays with a lot of energy and a lot of fire. Now a shotgun look, four wide for the Spartans, two to each side. Birch lined up alongside his quarterback, and the handoff again will go to Birch up the middle. Birch to the 30, spun down, left hash. Does a nice job of gaining yards on consecutive carries, does Tyler Birch, and it's a first and 10. Clock stops briefly at 11.19, now winds in a scoreless first quarter. Yeah, it was a good job uh, not giving to the first option there. Birch, the second option, where Antool kind of bit a little bit on that first option there, running the ball, and Birch was able to break through a couple tackles as well. Already the Spartans nearing the red zone, about 10 yards out. 11 to play, scoreless first quarter. Quarterback Logan Smith brings his troops to the line, sends a man in motion. It'll be a quarterback keeper out of the gun for Smith. Up the middle again, that's where the Spartans are favoring. Right up the gut goes Smith, and the Spartans' three plays have moved the ball forwards three times. Second and four coming up. The Spartans have driven the ball to the Rantoul 25, and Gadiel Cruz in on the stop for the Eagles. Well, I had us as, uh, talking about Justin Swartz at the beginning of the game. Uh, Tyler Birch, maybe somebody uh, overlooked a little bit there. Obviously, two really good runs for him, 14 total yards to start. And uh, Logan Smith is not just about throwing the ball. He can clearly move it with his feet as well. Now he has four wide receivers, two to each side. Handoff goes up the middle to Birch. Birch bounces it out left, spun down by a man at the left side. Numbers, far side of the field. Eagles hold. That'll be a gain of two. Third down and three coming up. Clock down to ten minutes left for the first quarter. Still no score as SJO knocks on the door of the red zone. That's some good tackling there uh, by Rantoul on those first couple of plays. St. Joe was breaking through. Birch was breaking through without much, uh, without much resistance on the tackling. Rantoul Tool locking down a little bit there, and uh, this is a big, big third down for them early. Third and three, line to gain the 20. First down would put the Spartans in the red zone. Two wide receivers right, a tight end to the right, and a receiver to the left. Smith, pitch back to Birch, right side hash, now right side numbers, 15-10. Sticks the ball out as he's downed at the 10, tripped up by his shoelace. Good run for Birch, better tackle from Cruz, his second stop of the drive. That was a nice play right there, and uh, there was a Rantoul player in the backfield, and that's exactly when Smith decided to pitch it off to Birch. Just a well-executed play there. I think Rantoul had it, had it scouted out pretty well initially, but uh, St. Joe just ran a little bit of a better play in that instance. Now first and goal for the Spartans at the 10-yard line. Clock down to 9.05 for the first quarter. Spartans' first drive of the game, looking for a score. Tight set now. Trips left. Smith... 
under center, pitches back to Birch left side. Birch finds a gap to the five, drops his shoulder, pushes his defender forward. He's in for a 10-yard touchdown. Tyler Birch, the man of the drive, does most of the lifting for St. Joe and the Spartans. Cap off a 44-yard touchdown drive with a 10-yard run from Birch. 6-0 Spartans, 8.50 for the first quarter. Let's see, 14, 16, 28, 38 yards rushing there for Birch right off the bat, and considering it was a fairly short field for St. Joe, they started in Rantoul territory. That is a really good way to set the tempo with the, with the ground game on a windy night. Now Frasca in for the extra point. Flag comes in. That looked like a false start. Might be on Joe Frasca. Looked like he moved a little before the snap. The kick was good, but they'll likely replay that. And the Spartans will move backwards by five yards. They'll bring in some new personnel, so we'll see if they still want to kick the extra point. That'll be a Rantoul penalty, pardon me. The Eagles jump first, so now they'll go for two. That's why they bring the new personnel on the field is because the Eagles jump first. And that'll give the Spartans a chance to go for two. 8.50 to play. Six-nothing lead. Smith lined up in the gun, has a receiver to the left, a couple of tight ends to the left as well. Birch lined up to his left. That's where they're stacking this formation, but it's a quarterback keeper, and Logan Smith has no problem running to the left and all those tight ends and he scampers in for a two-yard, two-point conversion. 8 nothing Spartans, 8.50 to play in the first quarter. And that's a little insult to injury. Colin Likas, the Eagles give up the touchdown and then take themselves out of a position to defend the extra point and they can't defend the two-point conversion. Yeah, those are the kind of plays you just can't make as a team that comes in as an on-paper underdog. Uh, and you've already lost the onside kick to start the game. Uh, now jumping on an extra point. Uh, yeah, just mistakes like that can't happen for the Eagles here if they're to pull out a win tonight. So got to lock in a little bit more as far as the focus goes and as far as the discipline goes. On the opposite side, great job from St. Joe, just immediately doing pretty much everything I imagine they would want to do on that very first drive from the onside kick all the way to Birch, just pounding the ball right down the Eagles' throats. The wind has not died down. The American flag off to our left still whipping to the left as we look at it. Uh, does the onside kick maybe creep back into play for the Spartans here? I, I don't think you pull it out at this point because uh, SGO was all over it last time, and uh, I think you got to test Rantoul's offense to see if they can move the ball downfield effectively. We'll see if that's how Joe Frasca approaches this. He addresses the ball, stays on the tee this time, and a squib kick will roll out of bounds at the 30. Flag comes in, kick out of bounds. It got out of bounds just in time, Colin. Uh, Rowan Musselman was coming. Mm -hmm. Junior receiver defensive back, Gunner on the left sideline, was looking for the ball, and it got out just before he got there. Yeah, that's uh, almost well executed there. Just needed a little less uh, gusto on it. But uh, St. Joe, not a straight onside kick, certainly, but uh, certainly a situation also where, the, where they could have recovered the ball. Uh, that said, Rantoul now will take over at its own 36-yard line. So decent field position for the Eagles to start. And they'll do so with 8.50 left, down 7-0 in the first quarter. Shotgun look. Brundage has a running back behind him. High snap, that's where it goes. Handoff and space to the 45, just shy of the 50. First play of the game goes to the smallest guy on the field, Jace Hoyt, the running back. 5-5 standout, only 120 pounds. Coy Taylor comes in on the stop for SJO. And the Eagles will go quickly to the line. 
Same formation here. Hoyt lined up behind Zeus Brundage, the, Brundage, the quarterback, pardon me. Hoyt again gets the carry up the middle. Look at him fly as he gets the handoff. Goes just to the outside of the right hash marks as we look at it. Far side of the field. And this time only gains about four, but a good carry for Hoyt. You know, Chase Hoyt told me over the phone a couple days ago that uh, I asked him if he's got some quickness that he uses with, with his relatively small frame uh, in order to move around. He, he kind of downplayed it, said, no, no, you know, I'm kind of fast, but no, not really. I, I saw a pretty good burst there in both of those runs. I think he's uh, not giving on quite as uh, quite as quick as he is. He's looking good, and he's lined up in the pistol formation behind his quarterback, Brundage. Brundage turns around, gives him his third straight handoff. This time, the Spartans ready for it. The defensive line crashes in on Hoyt before he can make anything happen. We'll credit the stop to Drew Thurman, the junior. And it'll be third down and seven. 7.40 to play in the first quarter. Ball right at midfield. Eagles driving right to left. That was a good job by St. Joe's defensive line to just immediately get pressure there. Got Owen, Owen Burt leading that position group, and he's a really talented player for this St. Joe team. Burt's an aim we'll call all night long. Same look, pistol look. Brundage will drop back to pass. Three-step drop. Rolls left. Fires over the middle of the field. That pass is tipped. Nearly intercepted at the 35-yard line, but dropped. Again, that was Coy Taylor, number 25. Uh, Taylor didn't tip it, but he almost picked it. Lets it fall, and the Eagles, fourth and seven here right at midfield. Might punt, might go for it. Yeah, if I'm Rantoul, I mean, you're going to be punting with the wind at your back, so I don't think it's the worst situation to be in. Pan SJO kind of deep if you can. I believe the quarterback Brundage is the punter. We don't know how well he uh, does at it, but I think it's a good situation to punt. Doesn't seem like Rantoul agrees necessarily. Brings his guys to the line. Two wide receivers, one to each side. Three-step drop on fourth and seven. Looking to the sideline, that pass will fall incomplete. The second straight time, he was looking for Cameron Glover. Glover running an out route at the 40-yard line. Maybe the wind affected that pass. Fell a few yards away from Glover, and the Spartans will take over right at midfield. 7.06 left in Q1. 50 yards to drive for the Spartans. They'll do so left to right, leading 8-0. Yeah, just uh, from Rantoul, I don't think that's the right play. I understand you're trying to, to make a statement on offense right away, but I think with the wind at your back, you punt that ball away and don't give SJO's offense a short field. First play of the drive for the Spartans, a handoff left to the far side, and Tyler Birch, Birch between the numbers and sideline, brought down by Jordan Lathan. Lathan, big senior for the Rantoul defense, bringing him down at the 47-yard line. So second and seven coming up for the Spartans here as they are now in enemy territory. Yeah, Lathan, uh, definitely a senior for this Rantoul defense. Not the biggest kid on the field, certainly, but 5'6", uh, 140, another one of those smaller kids for Rantoul who plays with a lot of heart and uh, plays bigger than the size of the, of the physical frame. Shotgun trips right for the Spartans. Pass out to Coy Taylor in the flat on a screen. Taylor right side, 35, 30, 25, 20. Stiff arms a man down to the 15, and he's brought down at the 14. Coy Taylor making it happen on both sides of the ball. It's the first time he's really been involved in the offense, but it's a big gain. Goes for almost 30. And the Spartans first down just shy of the red zone. I think I'll give him 32 actually on that pass. Yeah, really nice, uh, really nice shot by Taylor. He's a pretty, pretty powerful kid. Uh, again, kid who's not the biggest on the field, but definitely uses his frame very well. A sophomore who uh, looks a lot older with the way he plays on the field. 
Gives the Spartans a first and 10. Halfway through the first quarter, they lead 8-0. Right to left drive, just five yards shy of a goal-to-go situation. Shotgun, three wide, but the handoff goes to Birch. Birch bounces it left, looks for the 10, has the five, has the end zone. Touchdown, Spartans again. Tyler Birch had a 10-yard touchdown rush. Earlier goes for 15 there. And almost single-handedly on the offensive side of the ball, Tyler Birch putting the Spartans ahead. 14-0 extra point pending with 5.46 left in the first frame. Well, Tyler Birch pretty impressive here so far. you got to also credit the offensive line, but Birch showing good patience there, waiting for some stuff to open up and just cruise to the left side. Pretty much unimpeded into the end zone. Nice job by the linemen as well to, to get their blocks on and make it easy for Birch. Extra point high snap, but holder Garrett Denhart does a nice job of grabbing it, putting it on the ground, and delivers a good hold for Joe Frasca, who lets it fly through the uprights. Makes it a 15-0 ball game favoring St. Joseph Ogden. 5.46 left for the first quarter. Joey Wright, Colin Likas. Glad to have the call of this one for you. Jason Liggett, our spotter, doing a great job. Off to my left, Dave Leak back in the Champagne studio making sure we're sounding good and doing a great job himself. He'll have a scoreboard update for us at halftime. And Robin Scholes, the News Gazette's photo editor, is on the scene as well, taking photos that will appear alongside Colin's story tomorrow on newsgazette.com and in print. The whole team out here in Rantoul having a good time on a cold, windy Friday night in mid-October. I'm sure Robin's having a really fun time on the sideline right now. We'll go ask her in a little while. <laughs> We're having a good time up here. She can come up here and uh, warm up at halftime. Yeah. They're selling hot cocoa at the concession Yeah, I know. Stand, I, I so. might go get some of that. <laughs> very, very warm and uh, cozy in here in the press box, though. We're having a, a good time up here. St. Joe will kick off left to right again, leading 15-0. 5.46 left. Just passed halfway through the first quarter. And Frasca, line drive kick. This is as much as he's put into it tonight. St. Joe is going to force Rantoul to return this one at the 22. A and a tackle right on the return. Eagles not going to get much, if anything, on that return. And they'll set up shop at the 22-yard line with 541 left in the first quarter. So now if you're Rantoul, Colin, that first drive offensively didn't look horrible. I mean, it wasn't... I mean, it was a four and out, but it was, well, no, they got a first down. They did get a so, first yeah, down. That's, you know, they moved the ball a little bit. St. Joe's defense just made the right adjustments and popped in and saved the day. Yeah, and uh, I think they did a nice job with Hoyt, kind of establishing a little bit of a run early on. Brundage's first pass, I thought it was pretty well, uh, well done play, but St. Joe's defense just did a good job getting some hands in there. I don't switch up a whole lot if you're Rantoul. you gotta got to try and establish something of an offense. Brundage in the gun, high snap, hands off to Hoyt behind him, and Hoyt goes up the middle. SJO's line crashing in, not letting him get anything on that carry. They'll give him a yard, and they'll give him the 20. And in on the stop, Bryson Helfrich, number 51 in white. That drive started not at the 22, rather, but at the 18. So they give him the 20. It'll be second and eight. And a shotgun look for the Eagles here. Two wide receivers, one to each side, a tight end. Now coming in motion from the right side, Gadiel Cruz. Pitch back to Hoyt in the backfield on the right side. Finds the 20, the line of scrimmage. Nothing else, and in on that tackle, Nolan Early wraps him up and brings him down. So it'll be third and eight, 4.50 to play. 
Eagles driving right to left, 80 yards to Paydirt and trailing the visiting Spartans, 15 nothing. Well, it seems like you're in a situation now where it's just going run, run, pass, run, run, pass at this point. It may be a little too predictable. You are trying to establish some sort of run game, but uh, St. Joe has wisened up after giving up a couple of gains on the first two, uh, first two plays defensively, and they're doing a nice job of just shutting things down at the line of scrimmage. Out of the gun, Brundage, five-step drop, now rolls right, has some space, going to throw it on the run, looking down the sideline, just overthrowing his man at the 45-yard line. That was a great throw, just not quite on the same page as his receiver. Fourth and eight coming up, clock will stop at 4.15, and the intended target, again, Cruz, who's been very involved on each side of the ball, and we'll see what the Eagles do here backed up deep in their own territory. Well, I think this is a pretty clear punt situation at this point. If you uh, give St. Joe the ball uh, in the red zone, that's a little crazy. Uh, Brundage is also your punter, and he is starting to drop back a bit. Line of scrimmage, the 20. Brundage will punt with the wind at his back. Coit Taylor back deep to return at the opposite 40-yard line. Again, a right-to-left punt, high snap, and Brundage, a high punt. Skies it into the air, wind picks it up. Falls at the 48 and rolls to the 41. So it'll be 59 yards in front of the Spartans. That was not a great punt, Colin, that got the wind and became a great punt. Yes. And that's how windy it is because he skied that thing and you could see the wind pick it up and carry it down the field. Yeah, if, you're, uh, if your modus operandi for punting is to just get it up high and not necessarily far, this is a good night for it, at least when you're punting that direction. If he's going to be punting in the opposite direction later in the game, the ball is going to be going backwards. So that is a, that is a dangerous uh, road to travel, but we don't have to worry about that now if you're Rantoul. Good job of getting the ball into St. Joe territory. Spartans drive, 59 yards in front of them, 4.03 for the first quarter, 15-0 lead, and a handoff goes up the middle and plenty of space for Birch. Left side, 30. Stops, tries to stiff arm someone at the 25, does so successfully. He's going to gain 10 more yards out of it, and he's brought down at the 15. Well, flag was thrown uh, during, during that rush, so I'm not sure exactly what happened. Definitely wasn't in the backfield. It was much further down the field. And the Spartans moving backwards. That flag down at the 28, and it's going to be against the Spartans. We'll see what the call is. Face oh, mask. That's against the Eagles. Yeah, so the Spartans going backwards. Uh, they were trying to reverse jinx it. <laughs> doing so successfully, perhaps. By the way, our officiating crew tonight, headlinesman Paul Brown, not that Paul Brown, referee Dwayne Carr, back judge Jarrett Wells, Brad Busher, the line judge, umpires Jim Voiles. Paul Brown had a nice playing career, now joining us on the field as an official tonight. Uh, no, Paul Brown was the coach. Jim Brown was the running back. That's it. Now the Spartans line up two wide receivers far side, a tight end right, and we'll have a timeout called by Rantoul. Interestingly enough, before the timeout comes in, uh, Drew Thurman was lined up as the running back, expected to split some time in that running back, halfback, even fullback spot for the Spartans, but they'll have some time to think about it before first and 10 from the Rantoul 10. 
First and goal from the 10. That uh, makes it straightforward as to what you have to do here if you're St. Joe. And uh, offensively, haven't had much trouble. Don't see any reason not to keep going with the uh, with the Tyler Birch route. He's been really impressive so far. Been really physical, breaking tackles, but also just being patient, reading the holes, and, and shooting the gaps. Uh, haven't even gotten to see Justice Wirtz touch the ball yet. Um, seen Logan Smith even run the ball. He's yet to try and air it out. And uh, if you're St. Joe at this point, there's no reason to. You're still playing into the win. You've still scored 15 points. So uh, everything's going according to plan. I am curious. Just, I mean, they'll be up by a healthy amount, it looks like. But I'm curious to see if St. Joe just opts to throw the ball with the wind at its back during the second quarter just to, to see how it goes. I mean, it's something that you could have to worry about come playoff time, and you're trying to become a playoff team. So maybe try to test it out a little bit and see how things go. Good opportunity to get some practice in a real game situation. Rantoul not out of this one yet, but they need a goal line stand here. It's first and goal from the 10, so not quite at the goal line yet. 3.37 for the first quarter. Spartans leading by 15. Man in motion, out of the gun. Quick pitch to the flat. Taylor to the five. Touchdown, Spartans. Coy Taylor on the halfback screen kind of play. Although I didn't look like he had a convoy in front of him, Colin. He just rolled out of yeah. the backfield, caught the pass, and turned upfield, and he was gone. Only needed 10 yards, and he got him. Smith to Taylor, touchdown Spartans, 331 for the first frame, 21 nothing with the extra point coming up. Yeah, and, and actually I was wrong. Uh, to, um, uh, the quarterback did air it out once before. Air it out's a, a light term because it was kind <laughs> of a pitch into the flat. But, uh, yeah, Logan Smith, uh, that's his second pass of the night. Both of them have gone to the gone to uh, Coy Taylor, and both of them have gone for pretty significant yardage. I mean, that one went for the maximum amount of yardage, 10, but the earlier uh, pass that they had went for uh, 32 yards, so pretty good connection there uh, between two guys who have connected quite a bit this season for a healthy amount of yardage. I feel like this is as far into a game as we've gotten this season where we've kind of got the numbers added up. We can tell pretty easily that Coy Taylor's got 42 receiving yards and a touchdown. Two touchdowns on the ground for Tyler Birch. 25 yards between those two carries. He's got plenty more. And the Spartans looking pretty good here. Leading 21-0, 3-31 in the first quarter. Dave Leak, a scoreboard update. Muhammad, seven. Mattoon, scoreless in the middle of the first quarter. I would assume Dave Leak uh, giving us some updates there. Not surprised to hear that. Mattoon's having a difficult season. Muhammad trying to close out a second consecutive Apollo Conference undefeated championship. And uh, not, not going to be surprised to see the Bulldogs get that done very likely tonight. Bulldogs, a tremendous start to the season. 7 nothing now on the extra, or the uh, kickoff, I should say, is Frasca. Line drive, end over end, drops at the 10, fielded at the 8. And here go the Eagles on a return. It's Jace Hoyt on the return, bringing it to the near side of the field, left side as we look at it. Just a yard shy of the 25, and they'll give him the 25. First and 10, 3.23 in the first quarter, and the Eagles come onto the field trailing by 21. So you're not out of it yet here, Colin, but you've got to get going, and against a St. Joseph team as good as this, looking to become playoff eligible tonight. It's put up or shut up here, even in the first quarter. Yeah, absolutely. Got to make some kind of uh, some kind of movement, even if it's not necessarily points. Just get a couple first downs, a few first downs, and uh, get uh, get Rantoul, get your defense off the field for a little while. 
Here's a play action to the right, caught 45 yard line to the 50. Eagles looking good here, cutting it back, other side of the field to the 40, 35 and down at the 32. Play action, it was a fake pitch to the backfield and the quarterback Zeus Brundage put it on a dime. Eagles advance it all the way down to the 32 yard line. And that's your that's your guy Night Rider who we were saying might uh, might want to be called Night Rider as a nickname at some point because it's just a cool name. Well, uh, he was riding into the night uh, after that reception right there. He was caught it on the far side of the field, cut it back towards us, his home bench, and looking good. And now it's a first and ten at the 32-yard line, right to left drive, looking good. 32 yards to Pater. Here's Brundage. Five-step drop, looks to the flat, pass caught, and here's Hoyt. Hoyt looking to the right sideline, has the 20-yard line. That's where he's knocked out of bounds. They'll mark him just one yard shy of the 20 at the 21, and Colin Whalen forcing him out of bounds. And the Eagles offense looking good here. Two plays this drive. Both have gone for first downs and getting that big energy going. I was just struggling to find uh, Nyrider's name on the roster for a moment. I was trying to find what number he was for stack keeping. But, yeah, really nice job. And, yeah, I can see what, uh, see what Coach Quinlan, Scott Quinlan, meant about Jace Hoyt just being hard to bring down. It's, he was being chased by a much bigger opponent there, but he just seems to be a kid who plays like he's uh, six, seven inches taller and 50 pounds heavier than what he is. Here's a fake pitch to the left side. Brundage going to air this one to the end zone, well overthrown and incomplete. That pass looked to my eye like it was intended for Cruz. Got to yell Cruz. Jason Liggett had it right. I would have had it wrong. <laughs> Don't trust my eye, but it's incomplete to the corner of the end zone. 2.16 left for the first quarter. We'll reset it quick. St. Joe leading 21 to nothing, but Rantoul driving. Just one yard shy of the red zone. Off to the left as we look at it in the press box. And trailing by three scores with 2.16 left. The Eagles look good. They'll come out of the shotgun here. Zeus Brundage has Hoyt behind him. A receiver to each side, a tight end to the left. Hard count, not getting anyone to bite. Brundage again claps. No one jumps. Both teams are ready. Play clock down to six. Game clock stopped at 2.16. And Rantoul will call a timeout. So it'll be after the timeout, second and 10 from the 21. Just shy of the red zone is Rantoul, trailing SJO 21, nothing, 216 for the first frame. Yeah, it's a second timeout used by Rantoul in this first quarter, first half as well. Um, so certainly not the, the most ideal thing, but if you need to use a timeout, you need to use a timeout. Uh, so good to see the Eagles moving the ball a little bit. Uh, some nice passing plays from Brundage as receivers getting themselves open. Uh, I thought they had a few good pass plays dialed up on their earlier drives that just uh, didn't quite work out. So uh, not, not necessarily surprised to see them start to work out a little bit more. And now, if you're Rantoul, you get that pass game going. Now, SGO has to respect that, has to defend for that and look for that. And you can try to go back to Hoyt or any other running back to try and see if you can get something going on the ground. They'll come out of the timeout, 2-16 for the first quarter, sending a fullback in motion. Brundage handoff Hoyt right side. Hoyt looking for space, his line pushing him forward. He's going to gain call it four yards here and it'll be second and about seven as the clock goes down to two minutes for the first quarter still 21 nothing SJO yeah, facing a third down actually are the Eagles so uh, this is an interesting spot for them uh, coach Quinlan told us earlier in the week uh, they uh, they don't 
They don't uh, go for PATs, so I'm going to assume they don't kick field goals either. So probably a straight go-for-it situation, especially when you're down 21 to begin with. All or nothing here for Rantoul. Third down and seven. Brundage, five-step drop. Fires over the middle. It's picked off at the 10-yard line. And again, it's Coy Taylor. Who else? Number 25 in white. Has space down the sideline. 40, 35, 30. Coy Taylor to the 20. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Runs it back 90 yards for a Spartan score. A flag is down, however, on the sideline, just shy of midfield at the 45. So we'll see if this stands. If it does, 27-0 SJO, a minute 15 in the first quarter. Yeah, Coy Taylor, what an uh, outstanding athlete he's proven to be for the St. Joe Ogden team as just a sophomore. I mean, when you are putting yourself as a, a really good option alongside Ty Pence, the Illinois State basketball commit as a receiver. That alone is impressive. But he's He's been, I feel like we've called his name on half the defensive plays so far tonight as well. I mean, he's going to be a kid who's got two more years with this program. He's just getting started, and he's got so much confidence clearly on the field right now. Really exciting player for the Spartans to build around moving forward. The penalty coming in for a sideline warning against the Spartans. They got a little into that celebration, rightfully so, as Taylor went 90 yards. Frasca on for the extra point. Good snap, good hold. The kick splits the uprights, and it's 28-0. St. Joseph Ogden over Rantoul, nearing the end of the first quarter, a minute 15 showing on the clock. That's an interesting point you made a minute ago, Colin, because we've been on the air for a little bit now. Almost an hour, been on for about 45 minutes, and I think that's the first time either of us has mentioned Ty Pence when you said his name a yeah. minute ago. We haven't even said the name of St. Joseph Ogden's leading receiver. They haven't really needed him or used him tonight, but uh, just goes to show you the performance they're getting from the likes of Birch, Taylor, Logan Smith, and others. Yeah, and if you don't, uh, I mean, it's a, he's obviously a great option to have, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball catching passes, but if you can move the ball downfield without him, then uh, by all means, let some other guys gain that confidence. I mean, Ty Pence is the sort of athlete. He knows what he can do. Everybody else on the field knows what he can do. Uh, but, you know, a guy like Tyler Birch or a guy like Coy Taylor, uh, maybe still trying to prove yourself a little bit. Birch is a senior. He's a little more well-known. Coy Taylor certainly not as well-known. But uh, if you can give these guys some chances to uh, get the confidence up, especially going into the playoffs, I say do it by all means. St. Joe has a chance to try some things here with such a big lead so early. The other reason, of course, we haven't really talked about Ty Pence is because, as you mentioned, he's going to play basketball at Illinois State, and I went to Bradley. So <laughs> a little bad blood there perhaps. They'll hold Frasca's kickoff, end over end, and the Eagles not in position to field this at the five. They were going to let it go into the end zone. SJO right on this. Is that a safety? No, they'll mark him down at the one, but a busted play on the kickoff return. Eagles were going to let that go in the end zone, and it just kind of died at the five-yard line. Yeah, that was just uh, the Eagles thinking that that ball was going to bounce into the end zone and get called a touchback, and it just kind of died in the grass. And uh, that was a bit of a panic moment. Hoyt had to go pick it up. Uh, I would say he's lucky that he got called down outside the end zone, but honestly, you might rather take the two points because you pushed this far back. There's a danger of fumbling the ball and losing it into the end zone for a potential touchdown. They'll mark this down right at the one, and the Eagles have their work cut out for him here. So we'll see what happens. 
99 yards in front of the Eagles. Last drive looked good, just couldn't finish it. Minute seven for the first quarter, 28-0 deficit. Brundage, quarterback in the end zone, hands it off right side. Dropping the shoulder, going straight up the gut is Jace Hoyt. Good carry for Hoyt. That was a really nice job by the Rantoul big boys up front. We've talked about how they've got some size. That was a nice job opening up a, a nice gap for the small guy, Hoyt, who clearly doesn't need a huge gap to get through in order to make something happen on the ground. We have a Rantoul player down at the seven-yard line here. We'll pause and uh, give him some time to get looked at by the trainers. Tell you, though, uh, as they stop the clock at 55 and four-tenths of a second left, it is 28-0, still the score. Good carry from Hoyt on first down. Giving the Eagles some space to work with. They'll mark him off at the six-yard line. And it will be second down and five or six here. See, kind of depending on where they spot that. If he, if they're at about the seven, uh, about a six-yard run, I'd say even give them second and four. Yeah, second and four. Reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's second and Four to six, we'll call yes. that. Well, we hope for the uh, all the best for the Rantoul player who is hopping up right now. Uh, some score updates jump through, courtesy Dave Leak. Uh, Muhammad now up 14-0 in the first quarter. Uh, Central, Champaign Central behind 7-0 against Bloomington. Uh, Danville jumping out to an 8-0 lead over Peoria Ridgewoods. And uh, Prairie Central continuing to be really, really good. Up 24-0 on Monticello. Um, I have to imagine it's either first quarter or early second. Um, that's ridiculous <laughs> because Monticello has looked really good the last few weeks, but Prairie Central is just in another atmosphere right now. Um, and also uh, an update uh, from Lyman Larson over in Collinsville. Centennial and Collinsville tied at zero after one quarter, so the defensive struggle begins. Centennial's played a few of those this year. That's a good Monticello team, too. They're glad they won their fifth game last week against PBL. Just about ready to play again out of the injury timeout. You mentioned walking off under his own power was Alejandro Mia for the Eagles. So good to see he's all right. Second and six. Drop back from Brundage. He's in the end zone. In trouble. Hit as he throws. Nearly picked off at the five-yard line. Closest Spartan was Jackson Ennis. The sophomore couldn't quite grab a hold of it. And it'll be third and six from Rantoul's own seven. 47 seconds left here in the first frame. Still trailing by four scores. So I guess we didn't technically start at the one-yard line. I'm being a little pedantic about it. But from a stat-keeping purpose, I want to know exactly where we started. Balls on the seven, it's third and six. So we started at the three. At the we didn't start yard. at the one. Yep. It looked, it was a long yard to my eyes. So <laughs> I, I, uh, they had marked it at the one, but they did give them the three. Dropping back here and rolling to the right. Looking good as Brundage. Brundage to the right side. Aiming to the sideline and the sticks. Diving out of bounds. I think he had enough for the first down. Yep. That was a nice job by Brundage. He knew he was going to take a hit there. He had two or three Spartans bearing down on him going toward the sideline. Just a really nice job by Brundage to roll out there. I mean, taking a sack is just really awful in that spot. You're punting from even deeper than where you were punting last time. Nice job to keep this drive going and just pretty much just as importantly, keep Rantoul's defense off the field for a bit and give the, some of those guys a breather who aren't playing both ways. 25 seconds left, first and 10 for the Eagles handoff right. Space up the middle, right hash mark is where the ball carrier is brought down at the 30-yard line. In on that carry, and on the stop, I should say, Corbin Wells for the Spartans. Peyton Carter, no, hold, hold Brazelton helping him out on that stop. 
And it's going to be second down and, and uh, one here from the 20-yard line. It'll be closer to second and three. Why don't we take a break here as the first quarter ends and reset that yeah, situation I like that. and see where everything's at. I will tell you, though, scores 28-0 favoring St. Joseph Ogden. After 12 minutes of play, Eagles, though, starting to drive the ball and will reassess things when we come back. It's the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week in Rantoul. Stay with us. Butcher, when an electrical fire in your office causes extensive smoke and fire damage or that musty odor indicates you might have a mold problem, you need a lot more than just help cleaning up. That's why SurfPro of Champaign-Urbana is your one-stop shop when disaster strikes. We offer all the cleanup and construction services to take your home or business from post-disaster to as good as new as soon as possible. So no matter what happens, you only need to make one call. Call SurfPro of Champaign-Urbana at 217-355-0077 to see how we can help you make it like it never even happened. St. Joseph Chamber of Commerce invites you to discover all that St. Joseph businesses have to offer. St. Joe is located just six miles east of Champaign-Urbana and boasts a variety of small businesses, boutiques, restaurants, bars, residential and business services, and much more. Owners of these businesses are your friends, neighbors, and the ones supporting your youth sports teams. When you support local small businesses in St. Joseph and other area communities, you help those communities thrive by keeping dollars in the local economy. Welcome back to Rantoul. Second and three for the Eagles. Ball on the 20-yard line. 12 minutes on the board. Second quarter about ready to begin. It is a four-score lead for the Spartans. 28-0, and the Eagles offense has not looked terrible, but needing a play here on its own 20-yard line. Congratulations to the uh, state qualifying Gifford Eagles baseball team. Secondary congratulations. I mean, they've been congratulated a lot already, but <laughs> they got to come out on the field just now and be recognized. So good, good for them. That's awesome. Gifford uh, doing a nice job. Middle school baseball this season. There's a carry that goes nowhere for Hoyt in on the stop. Ray Gutierrez, uh, pardon me, Nolan Early, 56 in white for the Spartans, steps up on second and three. Makes it third and four now from the Rantoul 19-yard line. Eagles go backwards on second and short. That was a really nice collapse there from the line. Uh, St. Joe sold out pretty hard there to make sure that that play would get shut down, and they knew exactly what was coming. So third and four coming up here, 11.30 for the second quarter just underway. Eagles driving now left to right. Shotgun, two wide receivers to each side. Brundage rolls left, doesn't have any space. Flag comes in as he's wrapped up and forced out of bounds. Rowan Musselman on the stop. We've called his name a bit. Textbook tackle there on the 6'4", 185-pound Brundage. See what the flag is there. If it stands, it'll be fourth down for the Eagles, 11-17 for the quarter. It's going even further back. Looked like an illegal block in the back on the Eagles, so ball's either going the wrong direction or St. Joe can just decline it and force uh, force Rantoul to, to boot it away, and they will do that. So it'll be the first punt we've seen into the wind for either side. Talked about this possibility earlier. Zeus Brundage, his first punt went pretty much straight up. Wind picked it up, took it away, but now he's punting into a strong wind. Line of scrimmage, the 19-yard line, his snap and punt line drive. 
about as good as you could expect, honestly. No one will field it, and it's down at the 42. Yeah, not a bad job, all things considered, for Brundage, the quarterback, also handling the punting duties. And Rantoul will start a new drive. Already in Rantoul territory, but close-ish to midfield at the 43-yard line. They'll drive it right to left. 11.07 on the board for the half, and their lead is 28-0. St. Joe really has a chance to put the foot on the throat. I mean, you could argue they already have, but uh, if you're going up by possibly 35 here with tons of time left in the second quarter, that's a pretty big statement to make for the Spartans' offense. Now a man in motion for the quarterback, Logan Smith. Logan Smith rolls right, fires a bullet to the sideline, just shy of the sticks on the right side. Line to gain, the 32, and they'll call that a completed, no, an incomplete pass on the sideline. Good luck for Logan Smith, just couldn't fit it into a tight window. I think they're giving it to him, actually. Spartans aren't so sure, but they will rule that a catch. I thought I heard completion. It was tough. And the Spartans are still huddled up, however, at the, uh, and now they'll address there, the ball. They yep. <laughs> so that is a gain of nine. Second down and one from the 35. Right to left drive. Shotgun, two wide receivers left, one to the right. Birch lined up alongside the quarterback, Logan Smith. Man in motion, Ty Pence goes left to right. Smith's going to drop back. Uncork one down the field. Just overthrown to the end zone, was looking for Ty Pence, who came in motion and ran a streak down the field incomplete. Third and one from the Rantoul 35, coming up with 10.51 for the half. I like that play. Uh, if you're, if you're uh, St. Joe, makes sense there. It's a uh, second and very short. Uh, your running back, Birch, has been able to pick up tons of yardage tonight, so you feel comfortable going for it on third and one if it comes to that, which it has. And you give Logan Smith a chance to air it out and uh, test his arm a little bit uh, with the wind at his back, which, again, it's one of those in-game situations you can't teach. You can't put a giant fan behind him in practice to simulate something like that. I would have to be a really big fan. Yeah, uh, A whole house fan, yes. <laughs> Here's Smith now to the right side, handoff Birch. Birch shakes past a defender, takes a couple more to wrap him up. They push him forward. It's a first down, fresh set of downs. 10.40, the clock now winds. In on the stop, Jace Hoyt, the little guy coming in and making a stop. I shouldn't call him the little guy, but he is 5'5", 120 pounds, playing football at a really high level. Yeah, he, uh, he said his coach tells him he has little man syndrome, and I think a lot of people take that in a negative light, but I think he sees it as a positive. I think he says, you know what, I'm going to go prove size is just a number, and I can go out here and tackle guys who are much bigger than I am. Illini Prairie Conference, a physical conference. Hoyt's made an impact all year long. Now Smith drops back on first and 10, has Pence on the right sideline. Pence? Shakes off a couple defenders, a few more force him out of bounds. Inside the 10-yard line, it'll be, should be a first and goal for the Spartans here. Just shy of 10 minutes remaining in the half. They'll move the chains. Their four-score lead well intact, looking to make it perhaps a 35-0 lead from 28-0 right now. Now, see, that's that's the matchup, though. For as much as we talk about Jace Hoyt's tackling ability in his heart, that's the matchup that you do not want if you're Antool because Ty Pence is 6'6", and Jace Hoyt is 5'5", and Ty Pence pretty much shrugged Hoyt off there and ran past him. It's just not a good matchup for the young Rantoul player. 
Pence, a great multi-sport athlete. Spartans glad to have him back in the fold on the gridiron this fall. That's who Smith's going to look for here in the end zone. That pass caught for a touchdown. A 10-yard strike. Logan Smith on a post route to Ty Pence. Didn't see a lot of Ty Pence earlier, but he's come on since. 9.33 to go in the first quarter. 34-0 St. Joseph Ogden with the extra point to come. Yeah, uh, Ty Pence, he doesn't have uh, quite as much receiving yardage as Coy Taylor does. It's actually a pretty big disparity. Uh, i got to go back and look at the number exactly, but it's a few hundred yards. However, Pence, has coming into this game, had more receiving touchdowns than Coy Taylor did. He's clearly a guy that Thomas likes to look for in the end zone, and why wouldn't you? When the, guy, when the guy's 6'6", it can body defenders as well as he can. Why would you not go to him in the end zone? Physical presence. He's going to be a great piece down the stretch for the Spartans. Flag on the extra point. And we'll replay it. Kick was good, but we'll do it again. I'm not even sure what the, uh, what the call was there. Didn't catch it either here. Officials still trying to sort it out. Here it comes. Uh, all right, well, we're just going to try again. <laughs> they didn't really give a signal, so it's something. Not quite sure what the call was. High snap for Frasca. He knocks his second attempt right. on the extra point through. And it will be 35 to nothing. 9.33 left in the first half. Joey Ryan and Kyle Lycus in with you. Jason Liggett, our spotter. Dave Leak back in the studio, making sure we're up and sounding good. Glad to have you on board tonight, wherever you're listening. Whether on terrestrial radio, Light Rock 97.5 FM. Terrestrial, like That's that word. Right. Had to pull that one out. Uh, WHMS.com as well, iHeartRadio, the News Gazette app, popular way to listen as well. A lot of different ways to listen to us, as well as our sister stations. WDWS, News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. And if you're a classic rock fan, we've got 107.9 WKIO for you. But don't listen to it after the game's over. That's right. <laughs> Hang out with us for a little bit and... Uh, then disperse as you will. And, and come back tomorrow to Light Rock 97.5 and News Talk 1493.9 for Illinois football. Big one tomorrow, the uh, Illini hosting Minnesota. 24th ranked Illini at that, so that'll yeah. be a fun one. And I uh, actually picked Illinois to win in the paper. I'm sure some people have noticed that I keep picking them to lose. It's nothing personal. It's just uh, what I thought. And you know what? I'm going to jump on the bandwagon now. So if they end up falling short to the Gophers, then you can blame me. It's clearly my fault. Frasca's kickoff. Right to, uh, right was, to uh, left takes a big hop as I can't even find the words. It hopped over a man and hopped into the end zone. The ball had a spring on it, but it might have been for the best for Antool, frankly. That's the win we talked about. Frasca's kicks have been good to this point. Chase Nyrider was the man back deep to return who uh, watched it fly over his head. That's the first time Frasca's kicked off right to left. Previously, he's kicked into the win, and his kicks have looked good, but usually they fall at about the 20. That one uh, had enough to hop into the end zone. I'm with you, though, this week in picking Illinois if Tommy DeVito plays tomorrow. I think that's the key. Yeah, yeah I, I understand what you're getting at there. And uh, sharper with him on the field, doesn't it? Rantoul's offense has looked sharp. Its last few times out hasn't scored yet. This time, first play of the drive, a handoff up the middle. And again, they look for Hoyt, and Hoyt... 
picks up a couple. Second and seven, 9-20. And taking here in the second quarter. 35-0 is St. Joseph Ogden's lead over Rantoul. Chilly, rainy night in central Illinois. Now two wide receivers, one to each side, out of the gun. Comes Brundage, hands off left, looking for space. Hoyt now tries to reverse fields, but plenty of white jerseys surround him, and he's brought down at the left side hash. At the 30-yard line, Aiden McCorkle in on the stop, among a couple different guys, including Colin Wayland as well. And it's back right to where the Eagles started. 8.35 and running, second quarter, 35-0, third and 10 at their own 20, 80 yards in front of them. Yeah, I thought that was a decent idea there from uh, from Jace, uh, trying to cut it back up, but uh, St. Joe just read it really well. Their defenders up front and their linebackers have done a really good job collapsing on the run since giving up a few bigger gains early on. St. Joe bringing five onto the line, going to bring some pressure. It's a handoff to Hoyt running right to the middle of the field between seems right in the center of the field is where he's brought down. Fourth and ten. Clock runs to eight minutes. Keeps ticking. Nolan early in on the stop for the Spartans. Big tackle there. And the Eagles will be forced to punt as we go under eight minutes to play in the half and they're still trailing. 35-0. Spartans look good early. Yeah, and this is uh, you've got to a point where the score, it's um, Pretty rough shape on the Rantoul side of things. And now if you're St. Joe, I've, I've mentioned this a few times. Uh, this is where you start to work on some things, right? Uh, this is the kind of weather you're probably going to see as we get into the playoffs. And now you can work on some situations you probably couldn't work on during practice. You get live game uh, against an opposing team, in some nasty conditions, uh, see what you can do with it. Uh, that's probably, along with stay healthy, I think that's the goal for St. Joe for the rest of the night. In a good spot early are the Spartans. 35-0 their lead, seven and a half minutes to play. I'm with you, Colin. Don't do anything out of the ordinary. Maybe work on some things, sharpen some things up, but uh, realize you're in a good spot here. That punt, by the way, wobbled its way to midfield. Coy Taylor watched it fall pretty dead at the 50, and that's where the Spartans will start things out. They line up. Four wide and a man in motion, running everywhere in the backfield, number 10 in white, but the pass goes over the middle to Coy Taylor. Great tackle in the open field to the 20-yard line, center of the field. Preston Seals bringing Taylor down. And the clock stops at 7.20. At, uh, I should mention, where the ball is, too. That's to the 20-yard line, big completion a 30-yard pass from Smith to Taylor. Yeah, Taylor just has uh, he's, he's been able to kind of run free. A lot of the uh, the passes that he's been thrown, uh, when he's caught them, there's really nobody very close to him, able to get a lot of y extra yardage after the play. Uh, Rantoul just seeming to struggle, uh, kind of spreading out and, and tracking Coy Taylor right now. Now shotgun trips right for the Spartans, first and 10 in the red zone at the 20-yard line, and a timeout called by Rantoul. Spartans will call timeout. Instead, not Rantoul, and they'll stop play with 6.48 left in the first half, second quarter. Looking through some scores right now. Danville uh, now up 30-7 to on Peoria Richwoods early in the second quarter, so Vikings looking good there. 
Bismarck up 15-7 on Westville after one quarter. Arcola leading Saragorda Bement 19 to nothing in the second. Muhammad's up 34-0 on, on, on themselves, on Mattoon, Muhammad <laughs> Mattoon. Um, so pretty similar to what we're seeing here as far as the scoreline goes. Uh, Iroquois West leading Dwight 28-8 late in the second quarter. So good look for Iroquois West trying to become playoff confirmed with a sixth, sixth, sixth win tonight. Easier for me to say. Sheesh. Let's see if I've got a Collinsville update recently. Don't think I do at the moment, but maybe we'll get one soon. Last I checked in on a Big 12 battle a little out of our area, too. It was Normal West 12, Peoria 6. Okay. Uh, that's kind of the other side of that Centennial-Collinsville coin because mm -hmm. if Normal West wins this week and Centennial wins as well, sets up probably a de facto Big 12 conference title game next week. Yeah, that's, that didn't look right. There's a flag on that play. Yeah. There, there, there's certain plays in football <laughs> that just don't look right, and you know no, there's a penalty being called, and that's yeah. the case here. St. Joe knew it. False start against the Spartans. Pushes them back five yards. It'll be first and 15 from the Rantoul 25. Spartans driving right to left. 6.46 in the second half. SJO's lead has ballooned to 35-0 over the Rantoul Eagles. And on first and 15, a man comes in motion. It's a pitch to that man in motion. Left to right, Aiden Moberg, number 11 in white, stays on his feet down to the 20-yard line before he's brought down. It's kind of one of those, uh, you know, we've seen Aaron Rodgers doing that a lot this season, kind of that, that little shuffle forward that, uh, that counts as a pass, apparently. That I, it looks like a handoff, really, but it counts as a pass. That's what I've been told. Um, and Aiden Moberg's kind of that, uh, from a statistical standpoint, kind of that forgotten third receiver, but I'm, I'm sure the Spartans haven't forgotten him, and I'm sure they're going to want to keep getting him involved, especially as we get closer to the playoffs. And tonight a good opportunity to do that, 35-point lead. Bring some new guys in, and here's a handoff right, looking right, space for the ball carrier, Wirtz, Justice Wirtz, first time we've called his name tonight on offense. Has enough for the first down. Carries it inside the 10-yard line, and the Spartans continue to move the ball. It'll be first and goal from the Rantoul 8. Clock ticking and winding and rolling at 5.45 for the half. 35 nothing is SJO's lead. Yeah, probably see Wirtz uh, running the ball a little bit more here down the stretch, I think. Uh, Birch gotten a good, healthy uh, load of carries early on, had a lot of success with them. Now uh, you get Wirtz's blood pumping a little bit and get him moving. Four wide for Smith. He'll keep it himself up the middle, tripped up, pushed into the end zone for a touchdown. Looked a little awkward as a defender came up behind him, grabbed him by the legs, and he fell forward past the goal line. Jace Hoyt coming in, making a nice attempt to try and Brings Smith down, but he can't. And Logan Smith punches it in for an eight-yard touchdown rush. The quarterback, do it all. Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of an ugly tackle from behind. You do what you can if you're Rantoul. If you're St. Joe, you're holding your breath a little bit. You don't like to see your quarterback especially get hit like that. It's a really nice job to selling, uh, selling the, the kind of fake hand up to Wirtz. And Wirtz threw a nice block on the outside as well. Smith just shot it straight up the middle and curved his way into the end zone. Busted play on the extra point. Touchdown, well, two-point conversion, I should say, for St. Joseph Ogden. That was a weird, I don't know if that was a fake by design or if that was perhaps a bad snap to Denhart, but Garrett Denhart, the holder, pops up and 
Saw the cavalry coming, had to take off left, and he found the pylon for the two-point conversion. It's all coming up St. Joe. 43 nothing, 521 to play. I, Colin, I, or even Jason, I don't know if you had a better look on that. I, to my eye, it didn't look like the snap was all that bad, and Denhart just taking off and making it happen with his legs. It's what we talked about. Maybe you're working on a few things for the playoffs and, you sure. know, putting a few. That's a wrinkle. A few uh, wrinkles in the playbook. 521-43-0 SJO. That, that's the other side of that conversation, though, Colin, is as you start to work on things here, leading by 43 points in the first half, you've got a chance to try new things, but you're also going to put those new things on film for other teams to see. So that's the that's kind of the double-edged sword there is how much do you want to keep a secret mm -hmm. versus how much do you want to fine-tune. Absolutely. Yeah, but, uh, you know, there's no substituting in-game experience and working things out in-game. Uh, you could do it in practice over and over again, but it's not live tackling, not live movement. You know, you can put something on film, uh, fine, but I think... Uh, it's more beneficial to get that rep in in a live situation than it is harmful to potentially give that information to an opponent. Spartans will kick off right to left. Frasca kicking from the hold, sends it end over end through the end zone. On a bounce, it bounced at the two yard line and went through and it'll be a touchback for the Spartans. Are, are you clear on what that rule is for the playoffs? How many films do you have to exchange? Is it Ooh. two? Uh, I think I've heard we're surrounded by coaches. Yeah, Maybe we'll, we're going to have to ask one of them. Help us out, but uh, they don't know either. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we're all, so. all going to learn at some point. <laughs> Maybe someone can uh, hook us up, but, um, yeah, so maybe you could, I don't know, you put something on film today and there's no guarantee your playoff opponent will ever see it if they no. don't watch this game. So that's yeah, you another. know, talking with coaches last year, especially we had a few coaches who had to play Chicago teams in the first round, and they said they struggled getting film. Uh, just kind of a different mentality, different atmosphere up there. So, um, yeah, sometimes you might be able to try something out and it'll never be caught on film. <laughs> a lot of ways to play the game. Rantoul on its first play of the drive. It will take us under the five-minute mark. A run up the middle that doesn't go very far, if anything. They will give the ball carrier about three yards there, and it will set up a second down and seven, 4.55 to play. Well, if you're Rantoul, you're just trying to find some posit something positive to take out of this. It's your senior night. You want to try to have a, a, a fond memory of this. So far, it's not been a, anything to remember fondly for the Eagles. Uh, but there's plenty of time on the clock to change that. And up, up the middle, Hoyt, and the SJO defensive line steps forward, pushes them backwards. They might give Hoyt forward progress to the line of scrimmage, which was the 24. They'll give him, in fact, a yard on that, yard and a half. It'll be third and five, 415 now for the half. And the Eagles trailing 43-0, looking to come out here on their own 24. Two wide receivers to each side for Brundage. Sends a man in motion. Hoyt behind him, claps high snap, play action, rolls left. Brundage stops. Fires down the field. That pass a wobbler to the 50-yard line. It is incomplete at midfield. Two defenders converging on it, nearly picking it off. 
But it's going to fall to the ground, grass surface, incomplete. And that was almost picked off. Would have served, though, because it was such a deep pass. Pretty much as a punt. Now it's 4th yeah. and 7. Yeah, that ball is just wobbling in the air. Uh, I get the idea from Brundage. you got to air it out, try and make something happen. But uh, throwing it that high straight into the teeth of the wind uh, without the wind at your back. Uh, risky proposition, pretty much like punting it straight up into the air in these conditions. Gives you an idea of Brundage's arm strength as he's going to punt this one first, get to that in a moment. Line drive punt to the 50, bouncing and rolling past the 45, down at the 44. Gives you an idea of how strong a quarterback Brundage is. You mentioned he threw that high into the teeth of the wind. It was still a 30 yard. I think Brundage has shown some good things tonight. Uh, Rand Tools just they had a little momentum going early, a few runs on their first drive, a few passes on the third and fourth drives, but... Uh, just tough stringing stuff together. Uh, it's pretty clear they're uh, under a first-year coach and uh, with a lot of young guys on the field, a little undermanned, trying to just get things moving by more basic means, not run anything too crazy or anything like that. So moments like this are kind of bound to happen, unfortunately. Logan Smith on the first play for the Spartans, rolls out of the pocket, finds Ty Pence at the 35-yard line. Pence switches fields, midfield 25. Tries to cut it to the outside right side. He's still on his feet, staying on his feet, as a couple of Rantoul defenders finally root him down far side of the field at the 25-yard line. He's at the numbers as he's brought down. Cut it all the way over towards his own bench. He might have uh, actually lost a yard or two at the end there trying to cut it back, but I don't think SJO's going to be too upset about it at the end of the day. Nice job by Ty Pence. That's the sort of player he is, and uh, it's... Opposing defenders, it's kind of scary proposition to try and have to bring that man down. Goes for a first down and then some three minutes for the first half. 43-0, the Spartans lead now first and goal from the Rantoul 26. Smith, three-step drop, steps up in the pocket and fires one into the end zone. It's caught middle of the field for a touchdown. Aiden Moberg, number 11 in white. Stepping up, having a big second quarter. He's a senior, and he was wide open on a seam down the middle of the field. Pitch and catch, great throw from Smith. Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting, too, because Rand Tool had a guy who was even deeper than Moberg. Uh, I'm not sure if he thought maybe the ball was going to get overthrown, but he didn't really cut back down, kind of just floated on top of Moberg. I think there was a chance maybe to break up that play, but nonetheless, great pass by uh, Logan Smith into the or with the wind at his back. Uh, you think, you know, the wind at your back. That makes it easier to throw the ball. Not necessarily. I mean, you kind of have a, an expectation for how far your, your throws are going to go, what your arm strength is capable of. Um, and a wind that's going 20, 25 miles an hour messes with that to a significant degree. So we've seen Logan Smith complete some really good passes with the wind at his back, and uh, definitely a good sign for Sean Skinner's team. Sean Skinner's Spartans now leading 50 to nothing, 245 here in the first half. So we're in the second quarter. Joe Frasca kicking in that extra point. Joe Frasca, by the way, quick point on him. He is connected to, to that Frasca family, who you might know, Frasca International Airport, all that kind of uh, things, local aviation circles. Had his private pilot's license <laughs> before he had his driver's license, to give you a kind of an idea of aviation uh, in, in that family. And we were talking with Sean Skinner the other day. Didn't know that was possible, frankly. It makes sense you'd have to have your driver's license before your, your pilot's license, yeah, but right. I guess not. It's pretty pretty amazing. I was I was shocked when I heard that, but uh, 
yeah, I mean, hopefully he's a hopefully he's a safe pilot. That's the only thing I can say. If he ever flies to school, I really want to see photos or videos of it. Just landed on the street right in front of the high school, right? By the way, you're listening to Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. Glad you're on board tonight. It's the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week. Frasca, Joe Frasca, that is, who we were just talking about, set to kick it deep. They've gone uh, back and forth between the tee and a holder, and I think that's Ty Pence holding the ball for him as he sends it deep. And out of the end zone, nearly. That wind really whipping as we look at it from right to left. We're in the press box at the 45-yard line to the right as we look at it. Rantoul bench and fan contingent right underneath us in the press box. 50-0 Rantoul, 2.49 in the first half. Well, uh, an interesting score at halftime. Uh, we currently have a Unity leading Paxton Buckley low to 20-12, to so good game over there. Uh, good Good bounce back spot, really, for the Panthers. Their last two games have been tough ones, uh, especially against Monticello with some player injuries. So to be only uh, down by eight against a Unity team that is uh, winners of its last six, pretty good spot to be in. Also found out that Centennial was leading uh, Collinsville 7-0 in the uh, second quarter, so Chargers on the board first. That's a big one against a good Collinsville team. First play in the Rantoul drive up the middle. And a bit of a gain for the ball carrier Hoyt, Carson Sarnecki, and on the stop. Spartans defense looking good. They've held Rantoul off the board so far. By the way, you mentioned Rantoul. That's what we're zeroed in on next week for our game of the week. Or uh, uh, Unity, I meant to say. Uh, Unity. <laughs> I was going to say, and, uh, We're already in Rantoul. <laughs> <laughs> Unity and uh, Monticello next week on Light Rock 97.5. Looking forward to that one, staying in the Illinois Prairie. High snap for Brundage. Brundage in trouble. Hasn't been sacked yet, and he'll throw this one away. Couple of Spartans got into the backfield, including Mitchell Wright. Clock stop now at 2.02, third down and seven. 50-0, the SJO lead. Well, it's good news for St. Joe here. Um, I mean, barring something absolutely insane in the second half. They're going to win their fifth uh, game of the season and become playoff eligible. Pretty big for St. Joe. They have a really interesting game in week nine. Baxton Buckley Loda on deck. As I mentioned, PBL is a team that uh, after 5-0 start, last two games haven't gone their way, and there's been a lot of injuries racking up. But the fact that PBL is now only down by eight points to unity at halftime, uh, it's making that week nine game look even more interesting in my eyes. PBL, a good team that started hot. Brundage on third and seven, a high snap over his head. He scampers back to the 10-yard line to field it, and rolling right has to throw it out of bounds. A flag will come in. That'll be intentional grounding against Brundage. Not a whole lot of options no. he had, either take a sack or maybe a quick kick. I mean, but he, with the cavalry coming, he just didn't have a lot of options. And now it's going to be fourth and long, and Brundage will have to punt it into the wind. Yeah, that's a really tough spot. The ball snapped well over Brundage's head, and he had about five Spartans bearing down on him. I do not blame him for taking that penalty there and preserving himself and potentially a, a touchdown defensively for the Spartans. March it back to the five-yard line, and it'll be fourth and a country mile here. Rantoul on the left side of the field, backed up inside its own end zone, trailing by 50. 
Brundage will have to punt this one away. Standing almost out of the back of the end zone. High snap. He's able to bring it in. Punt nearly blocked. It's a good punt, all things considered, to the 24-yard line. High snap, given that he didn't have a lot of space to punt it and that he was punting into the wind. I think he'll take a 20 Probably that's about 19 yards, but still, I think you'll you'll take that there. Yeah, um, looked like he was just about blocked in the end zone. Really nice job by Brundage to get that off. Uh, cool under pressure. Sets up a St. Joseph Ogden first down, right to left drive. Is going to start at the Rantoul 24. Minute 43 in the first half, and they lead 50 nothing. Shotgun four wide receivers. And uh, running back alongside Smith, and he gets the carry. Up the middle, good carry for Justice Wirtz, 5'9", 135-pound junior. Good to hear Gadiel Cruz's name. He was banged up earlier in the game. He's back on the field making tackles. He's a, a good two-way player for this Rantoul team. Cruz was very active early on. Clock runs down to a minute 20. Play clock at 30 as St. Joseph Ogden readies for a first and 10. Ball at the Logan Smith with Justice Wirtz to his left. Two wide receivers to each side. He'll snap it out of the shotgun look. And now Smith. Blank lock down to two. Hands it off right. Bouncing off one tackle is Wirtz looking good, and he's brought down right where he started as enough Rantoul defenders come in to stop his run. They'll mark that for no game. It's a nice job. I believe it was Mitrell Bush who kind of got through there, broke through, and nearly tackled uh, tackled Wirtz for a loss, and it does wind up going for a loss, but it could have been a loss of even more. It's a nice job by the senior. Bush and Jace Hoyt in on that stop both. Looking good. That'll be the last play. Of the first half, St. Joseph Ogden walks off. Rantoul does as well. Clock down to 15 seconds, and they'll just let that run off, and the first half will end. St. Joseph Ogden, 50. Rantoul still scoreless here as halftime arrives. The Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week in Rantoul tonight. It's been all St. Joseph Ogden so far. They've been good on defense, forcing some turnovers. They've run the ball effectively. They've thrown the ball effectively. Special teams looking good. It's been a complete game thus far for the Spartans. 15 minutes are on the board for halftime. A couple breaks will sneak in before the running clock second half, and we'll start with one right now. You're listening to Light Rock 97.5, high school football coverage from the News Gazette. If you're looking to make an impact, there's no bigger place to start your journey than at the University of Illinois Army ROTC program. Whether your goal is to cure deadly diseases, develop technologies, or seek adventure across the globe, Army ROTC can help you make your goals a reality, become a leader, and serve your country all without sacrificing your college experience. Students who enroll in Army ROTC are eligible for merit-based scholarships, tuition waivers, plus a monthly stipend for personal expenses. Visit publish.illinois.edu to learn more about the University of Illinois Army Army ROTC. At Prospect Bank, we look forward to partnering with you.
When you partner with Prospect Bank, you will experience dedicated customer service paired with secure and convenient banking solutions. Because we are Prospect Bank, the Opportunity Bank. Welcome back to Rantoul Township High School's Bill Walsh Field, Light Rock 97.5 WHMS and the News Gazette present our high school football game of the week, St. Joseph Ogden on top of Rantoul, 50-0 at halftime. Joey Wright and Colin Likas, and uh, an earnest thank you to the rest of our crew, Jason Liggett to my left, our spotter tonight, and Dave Leak back in our studio. Colin, St. Joseph Ogden entered this one needing a win to become playoff eligible at five wins. Uh, you need six wins to clinch that spot. They'll play PBL next week for a chance to, to do that. Uh, no guarantee you get in with five wins, but if you look at the bracketology, five wins gives you a good chance, and uh, they came out leaving not a whole lot to chance tonight, 50 nothing at halftime. Yeah, we talked in the pregame about how uh, these games have been close in the last few years between St. Joe and Rantoul. Even though Rantoul has struggled to pick up wins, and St. Joe's been a uh, perennial five-win team uh, in the last few years, it's always been, you know, like a two-score game, like you said. Uh, St. Joe decided they were not messing around with that tonight. Uh, maybe they wanted to get out of this weather. I don't necessarily blame them if that was the mission. You're trying to stay healthy this time of year. You're in week eight and if you're a playoff expecting team, a playoff hopeful team, staying healthy is really important. So yeah, just a really nice job by the, the Spartans of staying focused. You know, there's situations you can get in when you're facing a team that has struggled in recent years to just lose focus and kind of let that team uh, fight back into the battle. Maybe that's what happened in recent years. Maybe that's a reason why Rantoul was able to play St. Joe so close along with things Rantoul was doing well. Well, St. Joe shut that down right away tonight and uh, just a great job by Sean Skinner's crew to be prepared and to execute early on. 50 nothing. they're looking good, doing all the right things and, and it's been kind of a tale of two quarters for St. Joseph Ogden, not necessarily in, in the fact that they've scored, but who is doing the scoring. You look at their first two touchdown drives, it was almost all Tyler Birch towards the end of that second drive. They start involving Coy Taylor, who also has a 90-yard pick six on the defensive side of the ball. Towards kind of the middle of that half, they start passing a little bit. It's Logan Smith airing it out, finding guys down the field. And uh, then at the end, um, you know, we see Justice Wirtz and Aiden Moberg kind of come in and start doing some things on the ground. So St. Joe uh, and, and Ty Pence getting involved late in the first <laughs> half as well. Two didn't call his name a lot at the start, but right. certainly did late. So St. Joe is, you know, those 50 points have come from kind of a varied approach. It's not just one thing they've been doing or one guy they've been targeting. Yeah, it's, it's really good if you're saying, Joe, to try and get as many guys involved as you can on the offensive side of the ball. Not going to be able to do it with just one guy, and that hasn't that certainly has uh, not been the case for St. Joe throughout the season. It's not like they've just relied on one guy to uh, get a lot of things done for this team. So just uh, getting a lot of guys' confidence, getting a lot of guys' reps in, in specific plays, certain situations, maybe stuff that you haven't perfected throughout the course of the year, especially also going into a Week 9 game against a Paxton team where you're probably going to really have to be on your A game in order to get that sixth win. It's really important. Then on the defensive side, it feels like we've been just calling so many, more so you, have been calling so many different guys' names tonight. Just a lot of different guys have been stepping up from all over the field. I mean, it's primarily the uh, linemen and the linebackers just because Rantoul has struggled to air the ball out deep, but the defensive backs have gotten involved as well. 
Uh, certainly, Coy Taylor's having a night to remember. Uh, Early is also having a good game. Owen Burt, we haven't said his name as much, but we know he's creating havoc up front. Uh, all kinds of guys just stepping up, and uh, now I assume we're going to get to see some of St. Joe's uh, second-string guys probably get some rub in the second half as well. Leading 50 to nothing, St. Joe. It's always tough being up by so much, too. You don't want to just stop playing, right. but, you know, you, you, you don't want to – Put the foot on the gas pedal either, and you're right. St. Joseph Hoggins, second string, third string guys will come in, and they'll run the offense, and we'll see what they can provide uh, to the Spartans. And who knows, as the playoffs draw near, always kind of a next man up mentality, so we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll take another break here at halftime as the Rantoul Marching Band performs on the field. They're doing a great job. 9.15 left here in the halftime period, plus a three-minute Warm-up period to follow, 50 nothing favoring the Rantoul, the uh, St. Joseph Ogden Spartans over Rantoul. We'll take a quick break and come back to Rantoul after this. Butcher, when an electrical fire in your office causes extensive smoke and fire damage, or that musty odor indicates you might have a mold problem, you need a lot more than just help cleaning up. That's why SurfPro of Champaign-Urbana is your one-stop shop when disaster strikes. We offer all the cleanup and construction services to take your home or business from post-disaster to as good as new as soon as possible. So no matter what happens, you only need to make one call. Call SurfPro of Champaign-Urbana at 217-355-0077 to see how we can help you make it like it never even happened. St. Joseph Chamber of Commerce invites you to discover all that St. Joseph businesses have to offer. St. Joe is located just six miles east of Champaign-Urbana and boasts a variety of small businesses, boutiques, restaurants, bars, residential and business services, and much more. Owners of these businesses are your friends, neighbors, and the ones supporting your youth sports teams. When you support local small businesses in St. Joseph and other area communities, you help those communities thrive by keeping dollars in the local economy. Welcome back to Rantoul. Joey Ryan and Colin Likas. Glad to have you on board tonight. St. Joseph Ogden and Rantoul in the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week. 50-0 is our score. St. Joseph Ogden firmly in control of this one at halftime. It will be a running clock second half. And you look at that, that zero in the score column for Rantoul right now. Colin, a, a little misleading to some extent. Zeus Brondage, Rantoul's quarterback, I, I, thought, I think he's looked very good at times tonight. He's made some good throws, made it happen with his legs a little bit. Uh, Rantoul, I think it was 21-0 at the time, was marching uh, down the field. Looked like they might costly turnover you know not a very good time for an interception there so yeah a few mistakes but he's made some good throws got a really strong arm yeah I think his uh, decision making uh, it's not been perfect like you said but you don't expect perfection from a high school quarterback regardless of the situation I think situation his situational awareness has been pretty good for the most part tonight I've been pretty impressed uh, St. Joe sending wave after wave uh, the 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 protection up front has not been stout at all times, and uh, Rantoul seems to have turned more to a run game as well, throwing into the wind, which you kind of understand, and also considering the fact that uh, the offense has just struggled to move regardless, so you're just trying to do something positive with the ball. But getting back to Brundage, yeah, he's uh, aired the ball out in some situations, both, the, both with the wind at his back and throwing into it, and uh, his receivers have done a nice job to bring it down. 
I've been pretty impressed with the way he's uh, he's managed to to get the ball into some some good positions for those receivers. He's not forcing them to, to run these crazy routes or to overrun their routes or underrun their routes in order to catch the ball. He's throwing it right where they right where they should be, right where they need to be, and doing a good job with it. Um, I wonder how much in the Rantoul playbook calls for him to run the ball. I would be curious to see him run the ball more. It feels like they, they want him to be more of a, a pocket passer, and they want to have those running back duties go to jo Jace Hoyt or somebody else, which I, I can respect that. That's fine. Um, but with the athleticism and the size that uh, Brundage has, maybe he's not the fastest kid in the world, but I think he'd be kind of hard to bring down in a lot of spots. And once he gets ahead of steam, it'd be really interesting to see what he does up the field. Rantoul has some some pieces uh, that have shined tonight. You know, you look at Point, you look at uh, Zeus Brundage. Just not quite there yet, but, you know, you can see when you look at this team, uh, a lot of talent, and a lot of that talent uh, sets to graduate in the form of senior leaders, but, you know, if, if they can be replaced, there's a lot of sophomores and a lot of juniors on this team as well. So you've got to think Rantoul has a, a bright future ahead of it. Scott Quinlan in his first year as head coach. I know culture is so big on, mm -hmm. on what the Eagles are trying to do, and as he tries to build that culture and lay the foundation, uh, Rantoul not necessarily hurting for numbers necessarily. It's, no. you know, not a, a, a huge roster by any means, but they clearly have guys out in, in Rantoul that want to play football, and that's a great start for a team that's trying to kind of build from scratch. Yeah, I agree. And we had uh, three seniors come in, Zeus Brandage being one of them, Mitrell Bush, the big lineman, and also Cam Glover, a receiver and secondary player. They came in for our media days before the season started, and one of the things they were most excited about, going back to your numbers point, was the freshmen talking like 30, 35 freshmen that they thought were out. And, uh, even if it's, you know, not quite that many, even if it's closer to 25, that's still a really good number. And you got sophomores and juniors who are going to be back as well. You're seeing progress from Rantoul. In the varsity product, it may not show on the scoreboard right now. But Rantoul won a JV game against Pontiac this season, and people might scoff at that. Rantoul has struggled to win any games, period, in the last few years. It is, there, there is nothing to scoff at, laugh at, whatever, uh, as far as them winning a football game of some sort. They beat Pontiac, they beat them, I think it was 30 to nothing, 36 nothing. So they beat them pretty handily. Uh, so that that's positive for the future. Those kids got to experience being on the right side of a win during a high, a high school football game at some level, and that's going to pay dividends down the road. Just kind of have to keep the faith. You have to get that retention going. It's tough to keep retention going when your team is struggling to post wins, but if uh, Coach Quinlan can do that during the winter and the spring and the summer, maybe you turn a corner here in the next couple of years. They've got the groundwork and the pieces to perhaps do that. All St. Joseph Ogden tonight in Rantoul, 50 to nothing favoring the Spartans. 3-10 left on the clock for the halftime performance, followed by another three minutes for a warm-up period. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Dave Leak back in our studio is going to take you around the area for a scoreboard update. Dave will get you caught up on everything going on. A lot of close games in our area right now. So we'll take one more break, send you over to Dave, and then Dave will send it back to Rantoul for the second half. You're listening to the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week. Stay with us in Rantoul.